When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brother, do you know Chevy K from Crossing Broad? Uh, I do not know him, no. Well, I know who he is. Chevy K. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> anyway. What's up, everybody? Is this a second podcast in the same week? No, uh, not exactly. But we had Quinn Sullivan on Crossing Broadcast earlier in the week. Uh, doing the show with me and Pagan on there and figured it would be worthy to just throw it up on the feed here so you guys could listen to it if you didn't listen to it over there. Uh, it's a little bit more of a generic interview since it's meant for a uh, for a more casual 4 for 4 kind of audience, but uh, some stuff in here that you might find interesting. So I figured I would throw it up on the feed and uh, you guys can enjoy it. All right, without further ado, here's the uh, interview with Quinn Sullivan from Crossing Broadcast on Thursday. All right, we are joined here by Quinn Sullivan, Philadelphia Union midfielder. Quinn, how's everything going? Appreciate you coming on. How's the seven days that you got in between matches going? Yeah, it's, it's good. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, excited to be on the on the podcast. Um, yeah, man, things are going well. Um, we're in training today. Uh, just finished up, so you know things are going well. Just in prep for the for the new leagues cup, which should be a, a pretty fun experience. Yeah, how are you getting ready for that? How, how are you getting the body back together? I mean, seven days, I feel like, during the season, you don't really always get that, do you? Unless, like, you're, I guess you're in the Prem League and you guys do that whole transfer stuff and that crazy stuff. Like, seven days feels crazy in between for seasons. Yeah, it's not – it's a it's a good little break for sure. We had a we had a really busy week last week, so with the, with the midweek game. Um, so we got a couple – two days off and now, you know, back to work, back to training and just a normal uh, normal prep prep leading up to the week uh, four day four day build up we call it so yeah it's just been a ton of games man i mean you guys came in you're playing champions league you had flights to uh el, el salvador and mexico you had the u.s open cup game in there you're juggling three competitions at the same time you're playing this and then you go to the league's cup i mean were dudes tired man were you guys just like it was just a packed schedule i can't remember any like the beginning of any union season having having this many games in that much time yeah, it was certainly certainly quite a bit of games uh, in the in the front half of the year. Um, heavy on the on the competition, so you know it was definitely. If you could see in our, our results early on in the league, it, it kind of took a toll on us. But um, you know, we got back to to where we wanted to be, and now we're we're on the top top of the table, you know, on the upward half. So it's pretty good. So for for people who are listening and unaware, they, they, there's a break in MLS league play here for a little bit, and all the teams are going to do a new tournament that's called the Leagues Cup, and uh, it's going to be the Liga MX teams, the Mexican sides coming to the United States to play the uh, the MLS sides, and there's going to be a trophy handed out at the end. They've never done this before. Quinn, I don't, I don't like. What what are your general thoughts on the 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 tournament? I mean, do you like it, or does is the break in the MLS play annoying? I mean, do you, do you guys appreciate getting away from it a little bit, or do you see this as kind of like a distraction? I wouldn't call it annoying at all. Um, I'm actually quite excited for it. Um, I think whenever you have you know Mexican 
Mexican teams and, and MLS teams come, coming, you know, against each other, it, it leads to exciting matchups. Um, you know, we've had a, a little taste of it in the Champions League in uh, two of the past three years. So we, had, we know a little bit of uh, what the games are going to take. But, um, you know, we played the likes of, you know, Club America and, and it was a, a amazing environment. So I think uh, I think it should be really exciting. I don't mind that, you know, the league uh, that the league's on a bit of a, a halt because we're still playing games. Um, so, you know, it's exciting. Um, it should be a really, really fun competition for and get a lot of fans out to the games that don't get to see necessarily their teams play as much. So it should be it should be quite exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I know, I know MLS has taken initiatives to want to, to do more with league MX and kind of make it more of a, you know, instead of like an, uh, like the two leagues working against each other all the time, let's wrap it up together. You know, let's make it a North American thing. You know, let's kind of like combine the power and the leverage of the, of the two leagues. My only criticism of it, man, is like all the games are played here. So, you know, it's like, isn't it a competitive advantage for you guys to get like Tijuana at home and all the games played in, in North America versus like I'm trying to think of the opposite. Like if you guys had to go down there and play the entire tournament in Mexico, like that's just a disadvantage. I see. I kind of like oh, we'd be pissed. We'd no, be we, pissed would be, we would be pissed. Wouldn't, wouldn't we? I mean, if the Eagles had to play all their games in like 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 the entire playoffs in like Kansas City or something. Yeah, I mean, if the roles are reversed, we definitely wouldn't we wouldn't be too happy about it. But I'm I'm sitting here. Quite happy that all the games are played at, at home. <laughs> you know, if we if we go all the way to the final, uh, the only way we would travel is if we went to um, LAFC. So, you know, from a union standpoint, it's definitely uh, we're happy to play at home. And obviously, we've had a pretty decent record at home um, in the past couple of years. So, you know, I think it's it it sits pretty well for us. Obviously, we're not underestimating anyone, but um, we know what it's going to take. But we. We love being at home behind our great fans, and they always bring the energy. So it should be it should be really exciting. And I mean, I'm definitely happy that it's that it's at home and not not all the next day. <laughs> how how real is that? Because I'm thinking about like when you you know when you're when you're betting on on football and you're like, well, they got to go west, they got to go west, or they got to come east. Like, how important is that? Like your own bed around your friends everything you're at home like is that really as important as like people are like well he's in a hotel room you know there could be some distractions blah 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 like is is the is the going west or the coming east being home being away does that really factor into like players like mental thoughts going into a game yeah obviously it's all different um you know every player is different people take you know different methods for for each game um for me personally i don't think i I don't mind the travel. I don't mind being in a hotel. Um, it's kind of, it's definitely different not being around, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be at home with my, with my family. So um, it's definitely a different, different when, when we're away, but I think, you know, the hotel being at the hotel is fine. I think we're secluded. So there's no, there's no real distractions and, and the meals are all, you know, all made for us. So on that side, I think it's kind of fine. Obviously travel plays a factor, um, if we were to go all the way west, we'd probably head out a couple of days before just to get used to the time zone and everything like that. But um, for me personally, I don't think it's it, the travel is necessarily a big deal. But I think being at home with, with the fans is really, really what sets it apart. And I think having that energy that, that our fans bring, um, it's such a loud stadium and such a, such a great environment to play in when, when the fans are behind you. So I think that's definitely a big factor. Speaking of time, it took me 40 minutes to get out of Subaru Park uh, the other night. It was a uh, sold-out game, uh, two-to-one win over NYC. 
Uh, is that a sign, Quinn, that the union have arrived like the Eagles in the If it takes just as much time and it's just as much of a nightmare to get out of a sold out stadium, can we elevate the union to the same level as the four for four teams? I mean, if you look at, at success, I'd say, you know, Philadelphia as a whole had an amazing year last year. Um, I'd say, you know, we're, we were just one step off on, on pretty much every championship we could. So, um, you know, it definitely, I think we've, we've upped our stake in the, in the Philadelphia sports world. And I think a lot of teams are starting to, a lot of fans and, and the other teams are starting to, you know, realize that. And I think the fans have always been great and they've always been, uh, you know, behind us, but it's great now. I mean, the sold out, I'm at the game, you know, however, an hour or so after, and it's still, still yeah. kind of a struggle to get out. So, um, yeah. yeah, and you guys are back, you guys are parked on the backside there near yeah. the river, right? So you got to come, you got to kind of come out through everybody else at the same time. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah the flower yeah. Street, the Flower Street can be a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have my I have my four year old with me, and like we were just stuck there and we weren't moving, so I just handed her a pad with like some Disney princess games on it or yeah. something. Yeah, and uh, she did forty minutes of puzzles while we were trying to sneak out like High- Highland Avenue or whatever. So so we made yeah. we made it work, but I felt like I was at a Phillies game, so I'm like, all right, maybe, but. You know, it's funny, too, because they put I, – I hate this, but I love it at the same time. Uh, when when you guys – the Union lost MLS Cup, the Phillies lost World, the World Series, the Eagles lost Super Bowl all at the same time, not to bring back any bad memories. But when the ESPN graphic came out, they put the Union on there, too. And, like, did you guys see that? And were you annoyed that the failure was shared? Or were you like, okay, well, at least they consider – you know, at least we're, like, being considered in the same echelon as the other big teams here? Yeah, I mean – Obviously, you don't want to see – you don't want your failures to be publicized necessarily, but uh, it, is, it, is a good, it is a good thing to be, um, you know, to be in the conversation with the, with the historically bigger teams in, in, in the city. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's the, – the MLS Cup was a, was a rough one, uh, you know, heartbreaking for sure. And then to be watching the World Series and, and the Super Bowl, just a couple – couple months later is kind of it's like we were yeah. i mean people were calling us the the best chokers in the country um yeah <laughs> kind of sucked but you know it was overall That's what we've, gr- we've grown up with it. it was quite it was quite successful so so yeah. you are uh are you four for four you i know you're a philly guy obviously are you four for four or do you you more like eagles fills or flyers or sixers like do you have a number one or what are you it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter to me, to be honest with you. I like, I mean, I, I support all the, all the Philly sports when I can. Uh, I try and watch them when, when I can and get to, get to some games as well. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily have a favorite. Who's ever doing well? That's not a bad uh, way to attack it. But I love, I love how like Gosh Dog and 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 all these guys come over here, and I see them at like the Sixers games, you know, or whatever, yeah. and and it's like. The Hungarian Harden, come on now. The Hungarian Harden, yes, that's right. That's I, I wish that nickname would catch on a little bit more, just to be to be quite honest. Because we we did the uh, we did the Medford Messi thing with Brendan. Um, we were trying to get the Morgantown murder sacker to, to kind of catch on a little bit with Jack Elliott. I'm not sure. Ask him, by the way, after this, ask him if he's aware of that nickname because I, I kind of like that one. I've never but, uh, heard of that one. Yeah, well, he's yeah because he went to West Virginia. He, he was in college in Morgantown, and he's like seven feet tall, and he looks like Pirate murder sacker. So that was uh, we, the media, tried to try to push that one. Uh, I need to bit. tell uh, I need to tell Daniel to, to bring back the 
the basketball celebration to get the nickname going again. <laughs> are you are you the Fishtown anything? The Fishtown Fernando Alonso, Fishtown <laughs> Fernando Torres? Like, what are you? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a nickname. That's true. You can't give yourself a nickname. That would yeah, have to be yeah. done by us. Somebody but, else would have to give it to you. Yeah, but I appreciate how they jump into it. I mean, like it, it's cool to see them. I remember when the uh, the Eagles went to. Uh, or they won the NFC Championship game. Like I see Glessness just like on his IG, he's like casually just walking around Broad, Broad Street and yeah. <laughs> like like gosh darn, just walking around hanging out. I think uh, I think Uo was down there too. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I always appreciate that because you guys are just like normal normal guys, you know. And just just it's cool to see them come in and like you know you got a lot of you know people who just like American sports and. You know. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have bought into the to the Philly sports, you know, mentality, and and they love they love all of it. So it is great to see for sure, and especially because we're we're having success. So you know, when when the teams are having success, it's it makes it a lot easier to to go out and, and enjoy it. Yeah, let me Quinn. Let me ask you one or two about some more like X's and O's, like like more in depth kind of stuff. It's funny because Kyle introduced you as a midfielder. I think you're a – I don't know if you're a midfielder or a forward or a winger. Like, I've watched you the last couple of years, and I think you have qualities that are kind of like some qualities of all those positions, you know. And, you know, I know you guys are playing two forwards, and Jim's been using you as a striker this this year. You had the start, um, you know, got the assist on Saturday night playing as a striker. Obviously, you guys playing three five two or playing in the diamond. There are, there are no wingers on, on, the, on the field anyway. But I, I don't know. Do, do you feel – like you are one position or another position, or do you have a preferred place that you, that you would put yourself in? Yeah. So I think, you know, we've, we've experimented quite a bit this season. Um, We've, we've played in the diamond, which we, we were successful with last year. We've tried the three, five, two, and we've even, you know, mid game switched to four, two, three, one. Um, And I think I've, I've had a fair share of the, of the winger spot, like the winger time in the four, two, three, one, when we're, when we're losing games. Um, Yeah. Obviously, this year it's been a lot of you know playing up top, and I think you know <clears throat> I've definitely improved in in the positioning and and as a position as a whole, I think I've improved at, at striker. Um, I, I think of myself as a midfielder, um, but you know I'm I'm happy to be getting minutes, and I'm happy that you know to be able to get two starts in a row um, was was really was really important for me um, to keep you know to get the flow going. Um, and I think there were two two decent performances as well. So, you know, I think I'm I'm definitely learning the striker role, and I think I, I I've had a good understanding for it now. Um, but I definitely think of myself as a as a midfielder that you know I pride myself on my fitness as well. And I think um, being a box to box midfielder is kind of you know as one of my qualities is is fitness. So I think that that highlights that as well as I'm able to get into the box. And I think uh, finishing and, and shooting is kind of one of my one of my better aspects as well. So I think that kind of more encompasses my position as a whole, but uh, I'm excited to be, to be playing and to be helping the team, you know, get minutes and obviously getting the assist this past weekend was really uh, important for me. Um, and, you know, it's really happy to get that and, and help the team onto the win. So it was great. Well, it's, it's interesting to think about too. I mean, there's caveats to all this stuff. I mean, yeah, when you play a position, when you play like a formation like the diamond, I mean, okay, so you got a D mid, you got Jose playing D mid, and then you got two shuttlers, and then you got two forwards. I mean, really, there's only one spot. You know, D- Daniel Gajdok has that spot locked down. So, like an example of like you know Paxton, you know, that's probably his preferred role to play like as a ten in that too. 
And maybe there's just a little bit of a log jam there. So you try to fight, you try to get people on the field and try to put them in spots that they're um, at least comfortable with. But I guess it's just a product of circumstance, right? I mean, like you, you take what's available and, you know, you're just kind of happy to get those minutes on the field wherever you can find them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, minutes are super important in, in playing and playing helps you, you know, get used to, to where you're at. And I think, you know, right now I'm, I'm happy to be playing. I'm happy to be, you know, I'd, I'd love to be starting for sure. Everyone wants to be starting. Um, and I, I don't, that's not a secret, but uh, you know, I'm happy to be getting to be getting minutes this season and more than I have last season. And that's now I got to, you know, my next goal kind of is to, is to start putting the ball in the back of the net. And obviously the assist is important, but you know, goal contributions is something that, you know, keeps you on the field. So um, definitely that's, that's something that I need to, need to get going as well. But uh, I think the assist is a, is a good start for sure. I keep forgetting that you're 19 years old. It's wild. Being a 19 year old professional athlete, but I feel like that's kind of normal in, in the MLS where it's not as normal in like sports like football, obviously, and uh, and well, sometimes baseball, but not really more just NBA in the MLS. Do like you being 19, like, does that get in the way of like you and the guys hanging out on the road and stuff? Like, do they invite you out to the team dinners and everything? I hope so. Like, you're 19 years old, but like, that shouldn't hold it against you. You're still allowed to have a, a Coke, you're still allowed to have, you know, some water and whatnot. How's the, how are the dinners on the road like as being a 19 year old? I mean, so typically we, we head out the day before the game. So dinners are dinners are usually, um, you know, team in the hotel. We don't really go out, you know, obviously. And then we, we head home right after the game um, that night. So there's not too much time to go out. But, um, yeah, I mean, being 19, I'm not definitely not going out to the bars with them. Uh, if we, if after, a, after, you know, a win or something, if we're stuck in that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think we all get along really well. We're all we're all really close close friends and close team. Um, so, you know, you know, last trip my roommate was Jack Elliott, and I went out and you know, they had coffee, so we went. I went out to coffee with you know a bunch of the older guys. So, <laughs> you know, we're definitely a definitely a unit, definitely a yeah. team. But uh, yeah, I don't think the being nineteen has affected it all that much, except for when you know they go out and and I'm I'm stuck in the hotel. Yeah. Listen, when, when the MLS Cup, the bouncers at McGillen's will turn a blind eye. You don't have to agree. I'll just say it. <laughs> I think the culture has changed a little bit too, Peg. And I remember being in like Montreal and Toronto in like 2012 and 2013 and seeing Union guys kind of stumbling down the uh, the main drag during, uh, <laughs> during uh, you know, not so, not, not so uh, you know, Police interesting times, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the only time we can really go out because mm-hmm. uh, custom closes in early in in Canada. So that's when we're stuck. We're stuck there after the game. So that's probably the one time that, that the guys will might go out. That is interesting. Yeah. I drove up to, yeah, me and my dad drove up to a quick story. We went up to the Philadelphia University Toronto in like 2012. I was driving a crappy beat up pickup truck at the time. It was a Ford Ranger. And uh, I remember I had just gotten the tires changed, but I was super cheap. So I didn't want to pay to have the company dispose of the tires for me. So I just kept the tires in the back of my truck for some reason. I don't know why. It, it must have been saved me like $15 or whatever. So we go up to, we get to the Canadian border and I drive this truck eight hours and there's tires in the back of the truck. And like the Mounties or whatever, or the people at the the, the Canadian border went around to the truck and they're like, hey, why you got these tires in the back here? You know, and they went and inspected the tires because they thought I was, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like snow. Smuggling drugs into like Ontario or something like that, but I always, <laughs> yeah, our, our trips to to Canada were very interesting. I, I don't know, Quinn, is there like a 
is there a specific town you, you guys like going to or is there like one trip that's more favorable than the others or, or, or one that's like a pain in the ass that you don't like going to? Um, it's interesting. So me and the, a bunch of the young guys, we love going to the, to the shoe stores because um, mm-hmm. we all like sneakers. So we love, we love looking for shoe stores wherever we go. Um, Atlanta is great for that. There's a, yeah. there's a nice little place. So, but LA is obviously pretty cool, but you know, in the past uh, we haven't had, had great results there. So that's kind of makes that one kind of sting a little bit when we go back there. But um, yeah, Portland was pretty crappy. It was kind of just like nothing. Um, so I'd say really? that was, the, I didn't love Portland if I'm being honest with you. Um, it looks great from up above when I was looking out the airplane window. Yeah. But once we got to the city, there was kind of kind of nothing there. No, I'm uh, not. That's why Damian Lillard wants out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he should come. <laughs> he should come to the Sixers. I mean, could you imagine playing in Portland for your whole career? My <laughs> God, you'd yeah. be requesting a trade by twenty. like that, like, come on now. I don't know. I was I'm kind of surprised to hear that. I mean, I've never been to Portland, but um, I I, just, I guess my thought was that it was always kind of like a hip, like rainy. Uh, Cloudy, cold all the time. I, I just I could never do it. We've only been there once, but maybe it was just a bad. Maybe it was just a bad week. But uh, yeah, yeah I Quinn, didn't. Quinn. I wasn't loving that. One. Quinn, we'll send this to the Timbers fans. You were you were very <laughs> correct on your on your thought process of, of Portland. Where's your favorite shoe store in uh, Philly? Philly. Um, well, I gotta say I haven't really been to too many, um, but uh, I love Lapsler and Hammer. Obviously, we have a connection with them. Great guys. Um, obviously. We had the we had the collab, which was pretty cool. So we got I got a bunch of those bunch of the sweatshirts uh, that they uh, that they came out with because they were they were sick. Uh, so I love going in there. Um, I think they got a, they have a good little you know mix between shoes and um, shoes and, and some gear as well. So I'd probably say that's my my favorite so far. But I definitely got to hit some more. I haven't been to enough. Yeah, check out uh, Suplex Sneakers on South Street. I think it's like Dude, I think they closed down. Okay, don't check them out anymore. I, right I, now on Google. Literally yesterday, I was in the city and I saw them. I follow them on Instagram. Yeah, right? they're great. And I, I was like, oh, this place looks cool. And I went there and I looked on. I was on Google Maps. I was like, it says you said yeah, I arrived. Right it said, said I arrived. And I looked and it was like <laughs> next to next to one with the red on it. And I was like, dude, this it says for rent and it's got bars up. I was like, dude, there's no way. It's probably some like weird speakeasy chew place that like South Street hipsters like don't un- we don't understand because we're just regular normal people. But the South Street hipsters are probably like, you just got to go like, in the back dude, door or something. I, w- I really want I really wanted to go in there, but it it, it looked it looked completely closed down. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Quinn, do you guys um what what do you think of Jim's fashion sense? Because he's in his 40s, but he has these this amazing sneaker connection, and he's always like has these great like get-ups on the sideline. I mean, do you guys think it's cool or is he like too old for that? I mean, I got a question for you guys first. Do you guys like suit gym or do you guys like the, the union gear gym? Casual gym. Casual yeah. gym, man. Yeah. I yeah. remember watching and he was always always suited up. And then he did, he did wear the suit for a long time in the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. now he's uh now he's got the now he's got the casual gear. Um, yeah. some of the shoes are fire, especially the the off-white ones that he wore. Um those yeah. ones are sick. They're definitely uh 
they're definitely in the grail for me. So I gotta gotta pick those up at some point. But it's little, funny because you wear it like, right now. But it's like any other job, man. It's like <clears throat> you wear the suit for a little bit when you start out, and then you kind of feel your way into it. It's like okay, like I'm I've been here for a little bit, and then you you know you start wearing jeans, and then you kind of like one thing at a time. No, I think Jim's attire is great, man. I, I think it's like. My least favorite in all the sports is when the baseball managers wear the baseball. So they got the they got the got the full the full getup on. Can you imagine Jim Curtin coming out in the short shorts and shin <laughs> being a full kit wanker and doing the thing on the side? Yeah, well, that, would, that would be interesting. You know, yeah. I, but I was just, I was just it was just funny because like he always like you know all the young kids seem to appreciate um, Jim's outfits. He may actually be the best dressed person on the entire if, in the entire roster. You know, if you just put it, if you consider him to be a player, like his, his <laughs> so, I mean, I like differ, of course. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely backing myself, but yeah, yeah it's funny, man, because I don't, um, I your your family, right? You come from a family where everybody played soccer, and um, was it was it your grandfather who coached? Jim yeah, had, uh, yeah, so my grandfather, um, he coached for a bunch of years, um, high school, college. He coached at Villanova for, for plenty of years, and that's where he, uh, he coached Jim in, in, in college at Villanova. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But uh, he's coached uh, a lot of people. He coached Father Judge. He coached Villanova. Um, coached Camden Catholic. Like, he's, he's definitely coached uh, quite a few quite a few teams um, and, and a lot of, a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people know, know my grandpa, which is, which is funny. So is it weird to come from a, a family that's, that has a pedigree in a certain sport? I mean, does that, do you feel like that gives you any pressure or like, you know, you have to aspire to be like what they were or is it, is it not, not like that at all? Um, I wouldn't say that. Um, I'd say my family, especially, Mom and dad have been really great about, you know, they let us explore. Um, they definitely, they definitely pushed us in, in everything that we were doing. So we played, I played baseball and soccer growing up. Um, they definitely pushed us to be the best we could be in those sports. It's because if you're committing to do something, you're going to do it to the, to the best of your ability. But it wasn't like, you know, you're going to play soccer because you come from a soccer family. It's they didn't, of, they didn't like push you into it or like, like we're going to, we're going to put you into it. See, like, they put us into it. Um, I started when I was like three or four and then, you know, obviously built into it and, and found the love for it. Um, but yeah, I think having a soccer family is really, has really been helpful for me. Um, because I have a coach at home, you know what I mean? Like my dad, my dad played, um, he played at Columbia Penn, um, and then played professionally for a couple of years. And, and my mom, well, my mom played at Penn for four years. So, I come from a, you know, even within my own household, there's two, two people that I can look to for advice and, and, and coaching. And my dad, especially as a, as a very critical eye for the game, um, whether it's mechanics, whether it's technique tactics. Um, I think I've really, he's been really helpful that I can go home after a game and we can do, we can look at the film together. We can, you know, we can study, we can study games. Like we grew up watching the premier league, and it's you should you should be watching this player. You should be watching this player for all my brothers, because um, we're all different. We're all different styles of players. And I think that you know, it's great to have him, and it's great to have my mom because it's it's not like you're when you're at 
work, you have your, you have the, you know, you have your coaches, but when you go home, you have that extra layer of individuality that, you know, he has my best interest in mind. And I know that. And I think I really appreciated that because I don't think I'd be where I was without, without both of them and, and my brothers as well. So my younger brothers all play. I have three younger brothers, uh, Declan, Ronan, Kevin, in that in that age order, um, they all play, and I, I I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for for them helping me out, especially in the off seasons. Um, is Kevin's Ka- in the academy right now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's yeah. in the U15s. U15s. Uh, uh, the season's over now, but he played for the U15s, uh-huh. and he had a he had an amazing year for sure. Hey, hey Quinn, what um what Premier League players did your did your dad tell you to to watch? So early on, it was kind of like David Silva. What for me was a was a really I loved the way he played. I mean, yeah, it's good club. Like, yeah, yeah. And then for like Kevin, it was like Alexis Sanchez when he was at Arsenal. Um, just like Kevin yeah. style is more fits more fits that than it does me. Um, but you know, everyone had had players, and we always watch games. So yeah, but that, that's a, that's actually really interesting because you because I think of those guys kind of as tweeners also, kind of like. With withdrawn forward, second striker, attacking midfielder, kind of like something in between there. So, I think those are those are good comps. Yeah, I mean those are. Well, I mean they're great players, you know. So, yeah, love watched them. Yeah, yeah. I was a defender, so I watched all the you know hard nosed guys. I don't think I scored any goals in high school, but that was like the <laughs> pinnacle pinnacle for me. So, yeah. <laughs> speaking of you know international players, what are you going to be like when like? I don't know when I guess you're gonna face off against Messi at one point and it's gonna kinda of crazy what you know is gonna happen in MLS right now. You see all the ticket resale prices, you see them sell out the uh the inter uh, or I think they sold out the hard rock. I mean it was insane and pouring pouring rain to introduce them. I it was mean, like a hundred ten you talking about that yeah. service like a hundred ten thousand dollars like a like yeah. a, a, a Miami ticket. Do you guys see that, Quinn? Like some of the resale yeah. values were going for these tickets were going for like a hundred thousand dollars. No I didn't see that. I saw early on when when he like kind of got announced but not really got announced like it mm. was like it was tickets were like minimum eight eight hundred uh eight hundred dollars for resale and yeah. up to like up yeah. to like eight grand or something well there was there was guys uh, when, when you guys played miami at home like a couple weeks ago obviously before messi even got there yeah and and people were selling the ticket tickets were reselling their tickets on like StubHub for like 500 percent markup even when he wasn't playing because i guess people yeah. didn't because people, people didn't know. That's a. It's funny because some of the games we're able to get, like, as players, we're able to get extra tickets if we need it. And obviously, I have a huge family, so like, everyone, everyone loves to come to the games. And they obviously all knew that you know, Messi wasn't going to be here, but they were like, "Yeah, tickets are tickets are difficult to come by." So you know, you guys have a limit. Like, people think Messi's going to be here still. That's crazy, man. I just can't imagine. Yeah, because I talked to season ticket holders who were like, yeah, I made like $400 off of reselling my tickets to a game that Messi didn't even show up to. Yeah. Like, I, can, like, I just can't. I like, I, I can't even fathom that, you know? But it's it's good for the league, man. I, I mean, you, know, you were you were just a kid when Beckham came over here. But it's like you get these big signings that kind of just herald in like, you know, a new yeah, era. I, uh, my cousin played with Beckham at, at LA Galaxy. Chris Albright, he, uh, yeah, he played yeah. with him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, having him as a as a connection too is is awesome. And a, yeah. another re- you can talk about resources. He's another one where it's like yeah. he he knows what it takes. He played played in the Olympics. He was on a World Cup roster, like and had a great career. So that's another guy that I, I look up to and 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 enjoy talking to. And you know, he's uh he's having a you know. 
great great success right now with Cincy. So even though we're on the we're on yeah. the chase, but uh, yeah, no, you know they today just Cincy brought in a bunch of Philly guys, and now they're uh, you know finding yeah. top of the table. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got one more for you, Quinn. I don't know how much you you watch the Phillies or follow them anyway, but like right now, there's this guy batting leadoff named Kyle Schwarber. Schwarbaum. Yeah, Schwarbaum. You understand. Hoagie Fest. Come on now. Hoagie Fest. Yeah, okay, good, good. I'm good it's made its way over. Um, he's hitting under 200, but you know he, he absolutely mashes bombs. Mm-hmm. And he's also a clubhouse leader, and he's just like an absolute dog. So, like, we always talk on this show about, like, yeah, maybe he's hitting under 200, but the guys love him, and when he does something, it propels the team to, like, get fired up and maybe – you know, they do something. It's it's the probably the most hot button issue right now in Philadelphia about him batting leadoff. Like people hate it. Old school people hate it. New school people don't mind it. But like, I kind of wanted to revert it back to like the union in a way, like because you you can't measure dog. And I look at like Jose Martinez a little bit, like absolute dog, right? Yeah, yeah. But Jose ain't gonna put up you know twenty goals a year, twenty assists a year, but He's going to fire you up when he attacks some dude and takes the ball away from him. Like, you're a young kid right now. You're an impressionable kid. Like, you see that stuff. Does that, does that kind of stuff on the sidelines, on the guys, like, does that fire you guys up? And, like, what does it kind of, like, mean for a team to just have a guy, like, do that kind of stuff that doesn't show up on, on the stat sheet? Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember. I, I can't remember if it was his first game. And I wasn't on the team yet. But when he got – he slid, tapped at someone, and, like, got kicked in the face – and his nose is bleeding, and he, he had the blonde, he had the blonde afro, like he had the whole, he had the whole thing going, and yeah. and that was like one of his first games, and I was like, I like this kid, you know, like, and now obviously I'm playing with him, and and yeah, it's kind of similar, you know, he doesn't, it doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but obviously this season he's got, he's back too, he's back too, and I thank him for banging that one the other night because it got me, got me my. <laughs> Stat, you know, but uh, yeah, was no. he Quinn? Was he was he aware that everybody in the media and the fan base would would we'd I kind of roll our eyes every time he took like a 40 yard shot because they would go into the river end, but then well, like he let him hear it for sure. So whether, <laughs> whether the media was rolling their eyes or not, we were definitely rolling our eyes at him for sure. Like, come on, Jose, what are you doing? And then yeah. after he scored, we were all like, okay, Jose, you don't need to shoot every time now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I mean, like. Because then he turns into Glessness, right? And every time he picks up the ball at midfield, he's got the river end calling for him to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like it's like it's now we're all Flyers fans with with Jake Voracek cro- crossing the blue the blue line here. But no, I always I always appreciated that. I you know I always say, you know, I'm talking about the union, like you know, a lot of the qualities that people are looking for um, in like the Flyers and the Sixers and the Eagles, Philadelphia qualities. Man, I mean, how many cliches can I throw out there? Blue collar. Hard, yeah. hardworking grinder, whatever the fuck, you know, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what th- this union team has been for the last couple of years. I mean, the, the style that you play and the shape that you play and you got, you got guys like Brujo and, and Jacob, you know, throwing in tackles Kai as well. So I, I always appreciated that about the way that Jim, you know, has, has coached you guys. And- yeah, I get stuck in every once in a while, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, what's up? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, he's the part. He, he, the blue collar captain grinder of the union sticking his head in there too, Alejandro Medoya, who then disappears. That's my captain in there. right there. Yeah, Alejandro yeah. Medoya making a cameo here. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, there's no question there. I don't think. I just say, I, you know, it's 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 good to see you guys uh, finding success and doing well. And 
and all of that. So, uh, yeah, continued success, man. And we, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. You know, it's great to, great to be on here and can't wait. No problem. We'll get Ollie next time and then, and we'll do a full interview with him. So he doesn't have to just stick his head in for five minutes. <laughs> that, that scared the shit out of me. I was looking to the left and I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> oh my God. Awesome, man. All right.